What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Something that in my 50-year career, probably 30 years, I said, no, maybe 40 years, I said, not talking about carrying too much water. Too much water, can't carry that as well. It's not to be discussed. Uh, I changed my ways on that 10, 12 years ago, thank God. Uh, And we're going to talk about it next. Ever heard of a farming attack? It's the latest rage in cyber criminal community. If you see a website that isn't secure or it doesn't seem legitimate because of things like spelling errors, you might have a malicious code installed on your computer. Those bogus websites exist to steal your personal information. It's another example of why you need LifeLock. And it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Everything we do is online these days, and you don't want to cut this from your budget. So get 25% off a subscription now to LifeLock, top of the line of cybersecurity. It has the preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a a, um, a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. So... Go to lifelock.com. Protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. LifeLock.com or call 800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code back. That subject that I banned for so long was abortion. And I regret that as I now know and feel abortion Uh, is the greatest of all evils that America has perpetrated. And uh, and also, um, it is, I I think, one of the only ways we could possibly save our republic. Turning back to God, asking for forgiveness for everything, humbling ourselves, repenting, and um, saving his children. I mean, how can he not bless a people who have have humbled themselves and are now saving his children. Welcome, Abby. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You bet. You look great. Thank you. Um, so uh, let's start with the the um, the news that is is happening now. Biden is in this death cult, and we've gone from abortions uh, in clinics. Now he is making abortion pills available, and that, I would imagine, is a much more traumatizing uh, way to have an abortion uh, than, you know, going into a Planned Parenthood and having the suction done. Yeah, so Biden has greenlit medication abortion into every pharmacy across the country if they choose to carry these medication abortion pills. So he has essentially turned every woman's bathroom into an abortion clinic. (sighs) Stu and I were just actually at a women's pregnancy center just this uh, last Friday with our wives. And um, we were with uh, preborn and just seeing this, this clinic and how, I mean, just how good it was and the good that they do. Um, and they, they just love the women that come in. 
and uh, they're with them for years after the birth. Um, and it becomes kind of this this family. They really, truly care. And they said that a woman, a young woman, uh, had just come into the clinic recently, so horrifically traumatized. She came in in a washcloth was her baby that mm-hmm. she had chemically aborted. And she was hysterical. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with his body. Um, you know, and she talked about how that's not what they said was going to happen. And they make it seem like it's going to be a really easy thing. You know, it's just it's just like your monthly period. It's not. Well, that's exactly what they're saying. So in my inbox right now, I have an email from NARAL. And the subject line literally says safer than taking a Tylenol. So that is how they're selling medication abortion, that it's just like taking Tylenol, but it's not just like taking Tylenol. We know that because you're literally killing a baby that's inside of your womb. And they're not telling these women, okay, and this is being taken up to 12 weeks in pregnancy. So by 12 weeks in pregnancy, everything on that that unborn child in the womb is completely developed. So we're talking about arms, legs, fingers, toes. You can see the profile of your baby on on its face. So these women have no idea that when they take these pills, when they're at home and they pass their baby into the toilet, they're going to see their fully formed child floating there in the toilet. And then they're going to have to make a decision, right? And they're going to be shocked because they, they, they have no idea that they're going to see their fully formed child there in the toilet. And then exactly what you said, Glenn, they're going to have to make a decision. Like, do I scoop my baby up out of the toilet? Do I bury it? What it, you know, they're in a state of shock or do I, do I flush my baby down the toilet? And, and we have no idea what the psychological ramifications of this are going to be for women. It's a horror movie. You're describing. It is a horror movie. And And then these women are going to be going back, right, to the scene of this trauma over and over and over again. They're going to be going back to that bathroom. They're going to be remembering what took place in that bathroom. What does this do to a woman? And and nobody's talking about that. To a girl. Yes. To a little girl. Yes. And, And now these women can get these pills, these girls can get these pills sent to any address that they want. They can get it sent to their aunt, to their to their friend, to their best friend. They can get it sent anywhere. They can go into a pharmacy. They can pick it up. And their parents have no idea. Their loved ones have no idea. Their guardians have no idea. This is perfect. This is the perfect storm to cover up incest, sexual abuse, rape, Who's going to be held accountable for that? I mean, this is this is awful. And and yet pro-abortion supporters, groups like NARAL, these supposed women's advocates, right? They're out here saying, oh, this is a step, you know, for this is a step in the right direction for women. This is women's progress. This is progress for this is not progress for women. Women flushing their babies down the toilet, women hemorrhaging from abortion, women dying 
because they, they, they become septic because parts of their baby are left in their womb. That is not progress for women. That is regression. Yet they're saying this is good for women. This is not a good for women. You know, I, I, uh, Stu and I met a, a woman who had gone through abortion and, and they had made a, a, a video of her telling her story. She was, she was there while she was watching it. We were watching it. And um, it, it's, it, you know, when you are actually trying to do the compassionate thing, you are thinking about the woman. And they always say, oh, you just, you just are counting numbers as a baby and you don't care about the baby and you don't care about the woman. No, I, I deeply care about the woman. Yes. And um, I had never thought of it this way. She said, you know, when I went in, I was planning on having an abortion. And she said, I just kept praying, please, Lord, take this baby from me. Do, you know, act mm-hmm. of God, mm-hmm. uh, you know, miscarriage, the child. And um, and she said, and she went through one abortion, and she said she just knew that what she was doing was wrong, but she just didn't have any other choice she felt at the time. I've never really thought of, and I wonder what the number of women, if they were honest, knew that it was wrong, felt that it was wrong, but just felt trapped and like, I I don't have any other answer. I have to do this. Because if you do feel that it's wrong, it's not like the people who are like, oh, shout your abortion. I like to do it on Saturdays. It's a good fresher, a way to freshen up my weekend. Um what is the what is the percentage do you think of women who are carrying that around with them that they did something that they knew was was wrong but they felt trapped So Dr. David Reardon actually did a study on this and he found that over 70% of women felt some sort of coercion or pressure to have an abortion Well if you feel coerced into having an abortion, that's not choice. Correct. Right? And we look at, even uh, even here in Texas, there was a bill that was put forward that did pass, but it was a bill that was, that was put forward, and it was very simple. We know that abortion and human trafficking go hand in hand, mm-hmm. right? We know that abortion, sex trafficking, they go hand in hand. So we had proposed a bill here in the state of Texas that required signage to go up in all public waiting rooms and bathrooms just to let women know in layperson language that no one can force you to have an abortion. And it and it had the number for the national trafficking hotline on the sign, right? Planned Parenthood opposed that bill that should tell you everything you need to know about the abortion industry they like coercion this is how they operate their facilities they're not interested in women having an actual choice when a woman walks into an abortion facility her choice is removed because that abortion facility 
those abortion workers, I'm saying this from experience, those abortion workers are taught to remove her choice. When you say you say this from experience, you worked, you were in fact an employee of the year or the yeah. month or something. Uh, employee of the year. Yeah. Employee of the year for Planned Parenthood. Um, let me just switch quickly to the um, uh, movie that I just saw, which is extraordinarily powerful, Thank you. Uh, called She Was Stronger. And you can find it at shewasstronger.com. It's 30 minutes, and it's about all these women that had abortions and, and then became abortions. Not all of them. I don't think all of them had abortions, but went to work for Planned Parenthood and, yes. and performed abortions. Um, and the turmoil that it caused in their life. Right. How common is that? So we've helped 640 abortion clinic workers leave the abortion industry and come to a place of healing. And um, almost every single one of them that has come through our ministry has suffered from clinical diagnosable post-traumatic stress disorder. We have had some of our clients that have actually had to uh, be checked into inpatient uh, psychiatric hospitals because of of what they've experienced and what they've witnessed. Um, some and of what them, they were part of for a long yes, time. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, many of them have to go on medication temporarily or permanently. Um, working in the abortion industry is not normal. It's not normal to leave a job and then have PTSD. Correct. From what you've done in Correct. your job. Um, but this is this is pretty commonplace for an abortion clinic worker. And so, you know, these women are not painting themselves as victims. We all made a choice. Oh yeah. to work in the abortion clinic. Yeah, I was I was I was not surprised. I, that's the wrong word. I was heartened by the fact that uh all of them were looking for forgiveness from God. Yes. You know, they were not they weren't playing victim. They weren't blaming it on anybody else. And they were just like, I, I made the wrong choice. Right. And didn't know what I got into or to try to dismiss because I needed the money. Right. And one of the women in the, in the documentary actually went to prison for 28 months because of her work with Dr. Kermit Gosnell, who is now serving a life sentence and, and will die in prison. Um, but she served 28 months in, in prison, and she says, you know, she absolutely deserved to be in prison for what she had done. And she said the, the greatest moment of peace in her life came when, when the officers came to pick her up to take her to prison. Because she said, I finally knew that I didn't have to be silent anymore. I could finally let it all out. Everything I needed to say, I could say it. And, and that's really what this film is all about. Why did she stay in for so long? Why was she? I mean, because he was awful. Yeah. Um, he had performed abortions on her, actually. Um, and he was like a family member to her. She had known him since she was 15 years old. Mm. She had actually lived with him at one point in time in her life. Mm -hmm. And I, I, she says that she felt like she owed him. Um, and he acted like 
she owed him. And uh, that's very powerful. I think the term she used when she was describing the, the prison time was that I needed that. Yeah. Like I, she needed that time. I think, I think you to need maybe to be able to digest what she had gone through. You know, the atonement, the reason why the atonement is so hard, I think, for a lot of people to accept is because it's personal. It's not seen. You didn't go someplace. It just is personal between you and the Lord. And a lot of people can't forgive themselves. I think when you've committed a crime like that and you know it's a crime, I think prison serving your just jail time, mm -hmm. I think, is a blessing. Because it, it, it allows you to say, I've, I've repented and I've paid my, my debt to society. Right. Back with Abby Johnson in just a second. Uh, when it comes to doing business with someone, you really need to trust them, especially when you're talking about the biggest investment of your life. You need somebody who really knows what they're doing. Uh, one of the places where this really matters the most is real estate. Buying and selling is a really big deal and it's hard it's complex and you shouldn't take it on lightly and just ah, my cousin's got a guy who sells houses part-time yeah don't uh -uh. Mm -mm. get somebody who really knows what they're doing would you go to uh your cousin who just started and was doing financial advice and investing your 401k or your retirement funds yeah, he just got out of school. He's, uh, he's, he works at Pizza Hut and investing part-time. You wouldn't do it. This is the biggest investment of your life. Get somebody you can trust who knows what they're doing. You will find that real estate agent at realestateagentsitrust.com. It's a referral service free to you. realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. Buy and sell your home the right way. Without, with the least amount of pain. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Abby, um, Roe versus Wade being overturned, a great thing, a great thing. But it has also seemed to open the gates of hell. Yeah. Right? That's true. That's true. A friend of mine said that often the greatest defeats come after the greatest victories. And I think that that's true. I, I feel like I have a pretty good handle on the abortion industry and the evil that swims around in their mind after yeah. being there for so long. But I have to tell you, Glenn, I, I had no idea that they were going to start roaming around the country in RVs, performing abortions in RVs. That, that was something that had never crossed my mind that they would do, but they're doing it. It also has exposed, you know, the, the clinic in, where is it, uh, New Mexico that is, is opened by the satanic temple. Oh, yeah. You know, it has <laughs> yes. exposed them as bloodthirsty, just bloodthirsty, to where, you know, shout your abortions was one thing, but it has just become gruesome now. And yeah. it's, it's, it's really clearly good versus evil. Okay, so... When, when Biden and his incredibly partisan FDA made the decision that they did, Planned Parenthood went online, they you know, went on their websites, they went on their social media, and they praised this decision. 
right? Mm -hmm. That abortion pills are now in pharmacies. That didn't make any sense, right? Because financially, this is terrible for Planned Parenthood. They've been charging six to $800 for medication abortion pills in their clinics all around the country. So now that women can get them from pharmacies for like a hundred bucks, this is terrible for them. This is going to mm. tank them financially, Good, right? But they're out there praising it. They're out there saying, this is fantastic. We love this. This is great. Why? Right? Why? Because in the end, for the abortion industry, this has never been about money. Mm. The pro-life movement has always been like, oh, it's about money. It's about money. And I've said for a long time, guys, this is not just about money. This is about child sacrifice. It has always been about child sacrifice. And now they're saying all the quiet things out loud. Abby Johnson. And then there were none. You can find her website, abortionworker.com. And shewasstronger.com. So important. Watch that documentary, shewasstronger.com. All right, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Hannah wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, Relief Factor got me out of pain. I can now work in my flower garden. I can walk my dog. I can run up and down the stairs without being in pain all the time. Uh, I also sleep through the night now, which I, I never used to be able to do. I used to have to have an ice pack. Well, Relief Factor gave me relief. I love this. Thank you, Hannah, for writing in. If you or somebody you know is in pain, will you just try Relief Factor? It's, it's not something that is just this open-ended thing. They say, try it for three weeks. If it's not affecting you, it's not helping you, and it works on about uh, 70% of the people who try it. They go on to order more. Um, if it's not working in three weeks, stop taking it. It's not going to help you. Uh, it reduces inflammation, and it hits it four different directions, where ibuprofen, even the 800, even the Gorilla stuff, only hits in one direction. Try it. Relieffactor.com. Call 800 for relief. 800 for relief. Get the three week quick start. 1995. Relieffactor.com. I'm going to continue the conversation with Abby on Studios America tonight. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Hey, the Chinese government has just introduced a new filter on TikTok that's going to be really good for all of us, especially our curls. You're going to love this. Uh, Remarkable. This is a new filter that you can put on all of your TikToks, and it is making... You know, beautiful women and average looking women and a few <laughs> not so good looking women mm -hmm. look like models. They all look like incredible. Like in real time. Yeah. Even on mobile. And these filters, which are have a basis in a computational model of facial beauty. Uh, it will alter your face in real time not look a little bit better we all have seen filters right like it's, yeah. man, it blurs a little bit and it makes you look your skin a little bit more smooth or whatever and it's, this changes you completely right. into an incredibly good looking person of your version of yourself and it's not just like a makeup effect yeah i mean it's it 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 actually alters your face Mm -hmm. into it takes what you have but then alters it in such a way to where it beautifies you 
Yeah, I retweeted this at Studios America if you want to see some of the back and forth because he, and and it, the commentary in some ways is as valuable as the picture because the picture will will make your jaw drop when you see what these people really look like. But then also every one of them has this reaction of like, oh my gosh, I look so beautiful. And then they show their real face and they say, oh gosh, I've never felt more ugly. What is this going to do to people? Oh, it is. It's terrifying. It is terrifying because, and you know, I have to tell you, the first thought was, how do I get one of these for our cameras? (laughs) But that was really more about you than me. Right. You know, I know what I'm inflicting on you. If you happen to be watching, there's a reason I'm on radio. You know, uh, no and, kidding. Uh, shut up. And because uh, you're there, too. No kidding. <laughs> if you're watching on the blaze, I don't know if you can take it from behind me and, and show what's on the screen. But this this woman, she is pretty. She just looks like she got up in the morning. Right. She doesn't have any makeup on, but she looks pretty. And look at that. Now she's a an absolute model. And she is. <laughs> She's one of them that's like, this is, they're all saying the same thing. This is bad for society. Yeah. There's a, that, I, I, my initial two reactions were the same as yours, which is, oh my gosh, this is terrible for society. How do I get this on my, on every camera I've ever used? Like, I mean, people are not going to, the market is going to push this through. It's too good. It's too good. Everyone's going to want to look like this. I mean, especially when you but, have an entire society based around turning people into broadcasters, right? Like you're right, taking, when, when you, when you, for instance, I'm let's say I would use this and then I'd be out in public and they'd be like, oh, my is a dog face boy. What are you? What happened? You know what I mean? You know what, Glenn? What does that even matter? What does he being out in public even matter anymore to have these people? There is no out in public. There's just this camera. There's just the social media. But then think of that. Think how hollow this is. Mm-hmm. Let's say you become famous because you're so beautiful, but you're only beautiful in the virtual world and you get all kinds of attention and all kinds of love and blah, blah, blah. And you're so hot. And then you go out in the real world and you're the dog face boy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to be out in public anymore. Right. There is no. And then you go out in public. Right. There, that's it's just terrifying. Ends. It ends. <laughs> I, and it's just going to screw with people. Think of think of the teenage girls. We've been talking about this for a while. Oh, I know. Who already have all sorts of problems with social media and what where it's just doing the, to their brains. Can I just say, where are the women's groups? Do you oh remember when you yeah. used to complain because... Oh, Glamour Magazine is right. photoshopping. Oh, are they? Look That's at this. That's a real problem compared where to this. Where are those people? Yeah. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I would not... I, I, I started my dad years thinking i would have loved to be a child in this era because you got everything you know what i mean anything Mm -hmm. you want you have access to and now as i have teenagers and i see the pain they're in all the time you go to school and the girl my god girls are so vicious to each other you think you know, I'm I'm so sick in here of of hearing about boys and you know how bad boys are and men are. Girls are vicious. They are absolutely vicious with one another. Um, but my daughter comes home. My son comes home. I can't imagine all of the pressures that 
my sisters had, you know, Vogue magazine or uh, what was the one you just said? Uh, Glamour, Glamour, Cosmo, Cosmo. They had those that, you know, I can't live up to that. Right. This, how is your daughter or your son, does it do it to men? It does, yeah. And I haven't, the transitions don't seem as dramatic with guys, I guess. Uh, Of course not. Yeah. It just maybe puts us in pants instead of like cargo shorts. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just have my shirt just is no longer has wrinkles. Why is that? Such a- <laughs> we can't do any more than that. That's it. Is that we, we're not scientists here. And but isn't that weird that it is that it's mainly for uh, women? That they don't really have it for guys. Women are already so freaked out about their looks. Guys are like. Oh, I've got, oh, yeah, it's just a piece of baloney. It's been stuck in my beard for a week. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. You know, the guys just, just don't. remove spinach from your teeth. That's right. Like the That's, only all thing That's all it does. That's all it does. The guy who's talking about this uh, on Twitter says that the effect seems to do different things to different people. On men in general, it's very subtle. Not so subtle on women. Much harsher and unrealistic expectations. But even on men, it's not just makeup. It makes structural changes to the face um like you know and you just look at this and you're saying you know we, as we deal with this That's think incredible. of now even the real people have turned into the ai models right you're not even seeing people anymore like think of every advertisement think of every account that you follow like these people are all going to start using this think stuff of this when they used to say they airbrush oh yeah they airbrush her hips to be a little bit no no that's that this is so far beyond that. And it's being done in real time to your daughters. And the mar- get off yeah. TikTok. Wait, but it, it just because it comes from the directly from the Chinese Communist Party, you think I should just remove it from my phone? Well, why, why wouldn't I carry it around with me everywhere with every piece of monitoring technology that the Chinese government could ever beg for? Why I isn't would, that a better option? I would love to see if TikTok is doing this to their own people. I highly doubt it. Lots of times they aren't. I mean, they, they, oh, they, yeah. no, their I, algorithms often um, will promote, hey, here's some um, some incredible thing, like an accomplishment, a female Chinese scientist. Yes. Like, for example, releasing a plague on the, on the, on the world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they'll promote... <laughs> These incredible. We like to call her Bat Lady. <laughs> Bat Lady. Okay. Here's Bat Lady. She's. The, you remember coronavirus? That was her. That was her. Um, she changed the world. <laughs> she, she sure did. Look how many millions of capitalists she destroyed. Uh, they, but they will like these incredible achievements by Chinese citizens. They'll promote you? those in the TikTok algorithm there, and then for us, internal to America, we get people who have tragedies who have been uh you know who are are developing uh, Tourette's syndrome out of yeah. nowhere we, uh, you know all of these tide pods st- yeah you get all of the stu- you get Idiots. the dumbest of the dumb dumb which uh, just victimhood tragedy right. that's what gets promoted there uh, and, to and, our they th- and and people think that we're not really in a war with China they think that i mean even my own family i my wife has TikTok. My wife, I bet your wife has oh, TikTok. Good God, of course she does. Yeah. I mean, and half the TikTok. reason I'm saying this is to her. Right. <laughs> hoping and, she's listening. And it's like, okay, we, you, guys, we, we got to stop with TikTok. Got to stop with TikTok. It's, it's really bad. 
Yeah, I know. I know. It's gathering information on everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's gathering information on everybody and enemy. If I would have said, hey, by the way, the Nazis, the Nazis are back in Germany. Hitler's actually alive. And they have this device where they're gathering all the information (laughs) on you. You might say that's a bad idea. I'm not going to help them. And I will also mention that their genocide killed far fewer people than the one in China. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a good, kind of a bad, bad idea. And, you know, look, I think uh, this is a debate that uh, that will go on till the end of time. I mean, these these but this is such a, a egregious one. Like, look, Mark Zuckerberg's really annoying. You know, Mark's I don't think I don't want to give my information to Mark Zuckerberg either. I don't want to give it to Google either. I don't want to give it to Apple either. But like when it's actually owned by the Chinese Communist Party, is there no line? I mean, seriously, this party is literally responsible for more deaths than the Nazis. They currently have millions of people in prison camps and are basically at war with us they just floated a freaking balloon over our country to spy on us and we're like i think they get the access to everything i've ever done and my location at all times and all my photos and all the words i've typed and then deleted and everything they should have access to that they seem like nice people i don't know sounds like there's a flaw in the logic somewhere When you have when you have TikTok, correct me if I'm wrong, they monitor everything. So if you do your banking online, that's all being sent to the Chinese Communist government. They know they know your banking, your banking code, your pin code. They've got it all. I mean, there's certainly they deny they have that. Of course they do. Uh, But uh, there have been many, you know, security security experts and agencies that have come out and said, no, they are doing I mean, they have access to basically everything. everything, even what you deleted. So I'm typing, you know what, USOB, I'm really, I better not do that. Delete, 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 delete. Hey, Mike, I was really disappointed <laughs> in our conversation. Right. You know what I mean? They have the first draft. They have everything. But, and again, uh, like people are, a lot of people are like, well, I, didn't, I don't care. I, I never do anything that I would have a uh, problem with, you know, the Chinese public or, or having the yeah, Chinese you know have access. So I don't do anything. And I get that. A lot of people haven't, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I doubt that's true. You know, one of the things we talked about before is this, uh, this theory of cloudburst, the cloudburst uh, apocalypse, which is we put everything up in the cloud and it all sits up there. What if at some point AI, for example, Hacks all of it at once and releases all of it. Everything you've ever typed on, on a, a private message, on your computer, uh, uh, every photo you've ever put anywhere. What if all of that for everyone comes out on the same day in a searchable fashion? Theoretically possible in the future. I mean, and like, yes, that might you might think, well, I never did anything. First of all, I doubt it. If, you, if everything you've ever typed got out there, you're telling me you would have friendships that blew up at the very least. Not to mention your, you know, your financial future. But forget that for a second. You are helping fund this effort, which is targeting people all around the world that did do something that might run afoul of the Chinese government. You're helping fund it. You're giving them money. You're funding the operation when they go and take down some dissident in a, a helpless person in some other country. All right. Uh, by You're the doing way, all that. Uh, that's on TikTok, and you'll be able to find the rest of this monologue on TikTok later on this <laughs> afternoon. Last week, 
The Fed minutes were released, <laughs> and the members said they we were going to filter it too. So yeah, we'll look much right. better than we did. Uh, we're resolved to keep fighting inflation, huh? You know, the inflation that wasn't real and later turned out it was transitory and now is real and they have to continue to fight that inflation. Don't worry. Everything is fine. They've got it. When they say we have to continue to fight, that means they have to raise interest rates, which will make you poorer. But the idea is maybe less poor than letting inflation continue to grow. So your dollar that you have and you're using and is in the bank will be less. Okay, so either way, you get screwed. I want you to look now at Goldline. Please call them. Please find out. Do your own homework. Why I buy gold. It's right for my family. It may not be right for you. But insanity is coming. And right now, the Betsy Ross Silver Round, personally designed by my friend Carol Roth, exclusively for Goldline clients, is happening this week only. Every Betsy Ross Silver Round you buy, you'll get the matching Betsy Ross Copper Round for free. These are going to sell out in a few days. If you're interested, don't wait. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Do it now. The Glenn Beck Program. I just got an uh, an email from uh, West Virginia uh, in the uh, house. They said the. The, the phone calls are starting to work. Um, they are trying to pass HB 2862, and this gives you your voice back on the state pensions board. Um, and you want this to pass HB 2862. Call your Virginia House of Delegates uh, by Wednesday or this will die. So get them uh, to pass the bill that keeps ESG proxy voting out of West Virginia's pensions. Uh, also, uh, Idaho, uh, Representative Barbara Ed, um, Ed, Barbara Ehart, Ehart, for the love of Pete Ehart, uh, from Idaho Falls. Jeez, I know Barbara. I apologize, Barbara. Um, she has presented three new bills last week. They have to pass. They have 31 in the house. They need 36 to pass it. Call your state house in, uh, Idaho as well and tell them you want the, um, uh, the three ESG bills, uh, sponsored by, uh, Jason Monk's. Uh, and a group of 31 House Republican co-sponsors, you want that to be uh, passed this week. If it's not passed by this week, it will end. Um, So do that. It is making a huge difference. Your phone calls, it may not affect in, in Washington, but your state houses are not used to getting a whole bunch of people calling them from the state saying, hey, what is it you're doing? Uh, No, we want you to do this. They're just not used to it. So continue to call your House, uh, your Senate, in your own state, and your own mayors and saying, we are looking for this kind of direction. We want you to pass anti-ESG bills, and they will.
the Glenn Beck Program.